What's up, everybody? Welcome to Good Wolf Radio. It's Jerry Scarlato. Today, we have an episode of Coach Talk with this guy. Hello. Hey, guy. What's your name? My name's Kyle. <laughs> hey, Kyle. Yep. Uh, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle and I know each other from many moons ago. Uh, shoot, we, play, we played football. This is anytime I talk about you, here's the thing I usually reference. Mm-hmm. We played football together from seventh grade through college. Yes. 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 So that's a long time. Uh, uh, quick math, something like 10 seasons. Yes. A together. bunch. Yeah. Had a lot of winning seasons and then a lot of losing seasons. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We did really great in the beginning and then like oh, yeah. somewhere along the lines. Just forgot how to do that. Yeah. yeah. But had fun well, nonetheless. When you, you know, you kind of require other people around you to also fill gaps and holes and coaches do things from time to time. And so, you know. It all bases, it's all based around a lot of other yeah. people, not just us. I would say overall, we probably have a winning record. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We're, we're, above, <laughs> we're, we're above 500. We're above 500, absolutely. And that's all that counts. Yep, yep. by several games. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe five. Maybe five or so. I don't know. Um, yeah. I haven't done that math, so we'll figure yeah. that out maybe afterward. Yeah, later. But that's probably a good roundabout guess. Yep. Um, what are you doing now? How did you get into, I, I know most of the answer to all this, but mm-hmm. here's a question that I don't know the answer to. Why did you shift from trophy awards mm-hmm. to start to shift to training? I think I know the answer. Well, um, you have to look back at trophy awards and then the few jobs I had before that. Um, I didn't like any of them. Mm. Um, that. I got to be it's usually a good determining factor. Yeah, uh, I mean, I got to be where I enjoyed my fellow coworkers. I got to be pretty good at what I did, um, but day to day, it just I would I would learn the new job. I would make kind of my own process on how to do things, become pretty good at it, and then get very bored. And I realized that man, I am just burning year after year doing something that isn't fulfilling to me. And um, really what, what happened was while I was at Trophy Awards, there was, I don't know, we've all had these conversations before, but the, the Powerball was at like $500 million or something. And my wife and I are having breakfast one morning and the news was on. I saw that and she's like, I'm actually going to buy a ticket tonight. I'm like, buy five. Good. <laughs> I'm like, and then we start having that, you know, that hypothetical question. I'm like, what if we won? what if we took out the cash payout and we got $200 million in the bank tomorrow? I'm like, what would you do? I, I asked her first, and she goes, hmm, I don't know. I'd pay off our debt. I'm like, well, yeah, obviously. Naturally. Yeah. You want a new car? She goes, maybe. I'm like, okay, you quit your job, right? And she goes, no. I said, what, what do you mean? That's crazy. Why wouldn't she you? She goes, why would I quit my job? I'm like, but your job's stressful during, you know, when you're in the middle of a season and you travel all the time. And she goes, I don't do my job for money. I do my job because this is what I, I I am an athletic trainer. That's what I do. And then she turns around. She goes, what would you do? And I went, well, pay off debt, obviously. I'd go buy the two cars I want. She goes, you'd quit your job? I'm like, I wouldn't even call. (laughs) I wouldn't call. I wouldn't send an email. I would disappear. They would assume I'm dead. She goes, wow. She goes, all right, the dust has settled. You've paid off your debt. You have the car you want. We've bought a new house. We still have $999 million or whatever it is. What are you going to do? 
your day-to-day life? And I said, I'd probably play some golf. She goes, you can't play golf every day. I said, that's true. I'd probably buy a gym. Just start training. She goes, there you go. And I just kind of sat there like. <laughs> Mouth open. That, it's that easy? She's like, it's that easy. You need to start training. So she said that to you? Yes. Wow. She goes, you need to get in the gym. You need to start training. And we had kind of hinted at it for a while. And it, honestly, it was probably still a year or two after that. That you didn't anything. Until I actually did something. And that was, um, you know, something kind of fell into my lap where I was able to do some training on the side while working at Trophy Awards. Um, and then I started training here a little bit. And then an opportunity at Crunch Fitness fell in my lap. And it was full speed ahead from mm-hmm. that point on. So it was really just a situation of, okay, what if you had, what if money was no object and you just, what were you going to do? And then I was like, And then you realized you could do that now. To a degree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I understood the concept she was saying, but I could not get myself to believe that it was that simple. What, what caused you to believe it? Uh, was there, was it one thing? Was it multiple things? Was it, oh, this thing came into my lap. I did this on the side. Now I'm starting to believe that I could do it. So then I tried the next step and then I believed I could do that. And then so on and so forth. It was a, a combination of things. So I started training at the place in Wilder after work. And then I started training here in the morning before work. And then I started to train, or I was, I was subbing at another fitness center after work two days a week. And I started looking at how much am I making, you know, in the morning and in the evenings and all that. And I had, I had to wrap my brain around the idea of not working nine to five. Get out of that, because that was the box that I had been, you know, we're, we're all kind Everybody. of brainwashed. You're going to work nine to five. Mm-hmm. And, and me, you know me, I'm not a morning person. So I'm like, working at five or six in the morning, you're, you're crazy. I would never do that. But then when I started working here in the morning, and I, you know, yes, it was a haul out here, driving out here. And no, it wasn't a huge payday or anything. But this was just fun. Just working people out and, and you know, BSing with them and talking and getting their day going, getting my day going. And then, then I'd go to work. <laughs> right. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, man, if I could just get to a point where I'm doing morning stuff, evening stuff, a little bit of middle of the day stuff, add it all together. All I had to do was break the mindset of the nine to five. And once I got that in my head that, okay, you're allowed to work before other people wake up and you're allowed to work weekends and you're allowed to work after 5 p.m. And you're allowed to have time in the middle of the day where you got nothing going on. You can do your own stuff. Once I got that, then it was like, well, okay, I'm done. I'm not. And and once I got a taste of that and I could kind of make my own schedule, never doing, never doing nine to five again. That was that. It was over. Well, the cool thing, well, because if you think about Steph's schedule, because hers is probably a lot the same. Like, yeah. she's freaking gone on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Steph's a, a athletic trainer at Northern Kentucky University for the soccer, girls' soccer team. and Women's, women's soccer team, and she, in the spring, covers um, track and cross country. Okay, cool. Yeah. I didn't realize how long they had track and cross country. Cross country. A long time. Have they really? Yeah. Where yeah. do they practice? Oh, uh, they practice at Bishop Rossard, I think. Track, track track does. Yeah, yeah. Cross country, they have a course that's uh, on the backside of campus. Okay, yeah. very nice. It's like a two mile course. But yeah, man, her schedule is just it's wacky, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Not even close to a nine to five gig. Yep. 
not and, even a little bit. And I think that really helped me where I think, uh, I think some, some guys or gals, you know, around our age get stuck in the rut of the nine to five. Um, and if they wanted to go this route of the kind of entrepreneurial route where you work seven days a week and you're not really off ever. And, you know, it's just always on your mind. Um, you have to have that other half that supports that's that, that understands you're doing what you're passionate about. And I would much rather have that version of you than stuck in a nine to five box you. Um, and that's one thing, you know, Steph and I talked about a lot is when I was working other jobs, it's not that I was a miserable person, but I just wasn't that happy. And I would come home and, you know, grab a couple beers and I'm, and then I'm going, damn, why am I drinking two, three beers every night? This is stupid. I'm too old for this. And, you know, then you start to get groggy in the morning and it just snowballs. And I can see how people can really get lost. And then you wake up one day and you're 45 and you feel horrible and you go, man, I should have done X, Y, Z when I was younger. But, you know, you And then you've convinced yourself that it's too late. Correct. (laughs) Sadly enough. Yes. Yeah. That honestly, that gave me chills whenever you said that she said that to you. I didn't know that. Well, that the, y'all had that conversation. The lottery thing? And that she's like, hey, then you need to do that. Yep. Like, that gave me chills. Yeah. Because, you know, that, that, that's an empowering thing for someone, especially a spouse, to say that to you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you didn't just, like, take it and run with it and take full advantage of that. Like, it took you the time to actually process it on your end to go, uh, man, I guess this is actually possible. Like, this is something that's actually feasible. Yeah. Which is cool because I think a lot of people potentially would just take advantage of that and then just like run with it and potentially end up burning a bridge. Yeah. But like you took the time to process it. You took the time to actually think it through. Um, and it's super cool that now you do your own thing literally in your basement. For the most part. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I'm technically what you would consider a transient trainer. I mm-hmm. don't have a Space. home gym. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have a brick and mortar place. Um, but, you know, life's all about taking opportunities that may seem not great and making the best of them. COVID came along. At the time, I was working at Crunch, and I worked out at Crunch every day. My wife worked out at NKU every day, and that's just what we did. And then all of a sudden, boom, you can't come to Crunch. We're shut down. They took our keys from us. Because I was thinking, as soon as I shut us down, I'm thinking, all right, I got a big old gym I can go to every day until they let us come back to work. They took the keys and then let us all go, you know, furloughed us. And then, so I called Steph and I said, babe, uh, I'm coming out to work out. Cause I was always, I always kind of had an open door policy out there. I could just come work out and she goes, no, you're not. So what do you mean? She goes, they just sent an email out. I'm not even allowed in the weight room. I said, Whoa. I said, well, what are you going to, what are we going to do? I said, I'm, I'll go crazy if I don't work out. Like I need a gym. I need weights. She goes, build one in the garage. I said, are you serious? She goes, do it. She goes, you've always wanted a gym in the house, do it. At first it was, I think I have an old bench press in my parents' house. Went over and grabbed that. And they had like a set of 25 pound dumbbells and a friend had a kettlebell. That's all I had. But I had a gym. And then, right. and then my sister, hey, you're building a gym in the garage? What do you need? You need a box? She buys me a plyo box. Cool. And then... It just grows and grows and grows. And now that we just expanded it, we added 250 square feet a couple weeks ago. One quarter of my house is now a gym. <laughs> it has two, two racks, um, you know, 
bunch of bars, bunch of kettlebells. I've got dumbbells up to hundred. Like I just, I don't know how this happened, Yeah. but it happened very slowly piece by piece. And then it's like, all of a sudden I blinked and I'm looking at this place going, this is, this is mine. Mm-hmm. And all I had to do was start training a couple of people around the neighborhood who at, they approached me, you know, Oh, I hear you're training in your house. I'm like, well, I'm working out in my house. Can you train me? Yeah, sure. Come on over. Oh, I'll be training in the morning before I go to work. Cool. Cool. Then they bring their friend. Then they bring their friend. And then it got to the point where I was doing more at home than I was doing at Crunch. And I didn't, you know, I have nothing against Crunch. I loved working there. I loved the people I worked with. It was the, you know, best job I had had to that point, I believe. But I believe I was there for a reason. For the time I was to learn, I learned a lot about the business side of it. Um, as well as the training side, but more of the business side of it. And then I felt like I was ready to ready to roll. And then it was just a matter of setting up a legitimate business and bye. Yep. And off we go. That's that. It's been over a year now. Nice, man. Yeah. That's cool. Congratulations. It Thank was you. super cool watching y'all at the uh, at the mutter when we were standing there at the start line. Yeah. Well, in the corral, I guess, before yeah, the start line. Yeah, they, they heard you like yeah, animals. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You guys go over to that corral. We're going to set these guys in this one. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Who's the guy that always does that? <laughs> Duh, you. That's, that's a friend's reference. Yep, yep. If you weren't in it, uh, I think it's Chandler or something that says, I don't, if it weren't the guy in the elevator always making moo sounds, well, if you wouldn't say it, Chandler, or you wouldn't do it, Chandler. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I forget it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but no, it was cool seeing y'all come up with your group and like seeing everybody there with their shirts on. Like that was, that was really cool to see. Yeah. I was, I was very surprised. I I threw the idea out. I want to say in March and I got a bunch of very reluctant. Hmm. Um, uh, I think, um, and I I had to work on a couple of them and they're like, okay, just sign me up. Just just sign me up. I'm going to say no. If if I keep thinking, just sign me up. Yeah. But man, the, the, uh, the anxiety for those three months leading into it and the, the doubt and, and I just kept, Real. I just kept telling them, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. I wrote, I wrote this program for us to be able to get through this. Just do the program the way, the way I'm telling you to do it and you'll be fine. And everybody cruised through it. You know, a couple of scrapes and bruises. A couple bumps, bruises, you know, somebody, sore shoulders, sore yeah, hips. Yeah. I mean, I had a weird bruise on my arm. I don't know where that came from and ripped a callus off my hand, but. Outside of that, everybody's okay. Yeah. And everybody's going, we're doing another one. Right? Yeah. That's the funny we weren't part. E- we weren't even done. We had like two miles to go. And I hear a conversation going. Next year. What? When's the next one? Is there? Can yeah. we do another one? Let's do one every year. Yeah. Let's do, um, here's, okay. the, here's the talk. Well, now I know for this obstacle, I got to work on this for next year. Uh-huh. Now I know for that obstacle, I got to work on that for next year. Like yep. that's the talk, right? Yep. And it's so ironic because the conversation is always, well, the anxiety is always there, right? Yeah. But then the conversation with like people who haven't done a tough mutter or quote don't think about doing a tough mutter, at least until they're convinced to do it, <laughs> yeah. um, is why would you do something like that? It's so stupid. Like why would you why would you go do that? It's a lot of fun. But it's those same people who then sign up and then do it who are like, oh my gosh, next year here's what we yes. need to do. Yes, absolutely. and that's the cool part. Yeah. So, and that's exactly what happened. I asked one of the guys afterwards, it's like two or three days later, he came into work. I was like, how are you feeling about the mother? He goes, such a sense of accomplishment and fulfillment. He's like, that was so much more fun than I thought it would be. And like, when's the next one? I'm like, all right, let's go. I like it. So we're going to make this a, a thing now, I guess. 
So. Super cool. Yeah. Talking about maybe doing, uh, if you heard of the triathlons where you don't swim, you kayak or canoe and then bike and then run. We're kicking that idea around this morning. So mm, nice. We'll see. That'd be fun. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> hey, running a five or 10 K after biking and canoeing. I, I don't know if I'm so in, excited about that. Yeah. The bike and the canoe sounds fun. It definitely does. The running part. The run, not so much. Mm, short, we're short sprints. Yeah, short distance. Yeah. You want to run 100 yards? Yeah. I got you. I'm good. I'm good. good. I'll need a break after that. Yeah. You, so. you start talking about miles. Mm. My mind can't wrap around. Not that. my thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's do what we were, what we came here to do. Jana, are you awake over there? I'm awake. Um, so for those of you who don't know what Coach Talk is, I guess I should have said this half an hour ago. Uh, Coach Talk. We're going to sit here and ask some questions. We're going to answer them. And that's it. Is that all? Sound, sound fair? Yep. Okay. Question, Jonna. What is the normal amount of time that you store after a workout? You or me? Go ahead. Many factors go into that. Um, how conditioned are you? Um, how new is the exercise or exercises that you're doing? Um, if it's a brand new exercise, especially a big compound lift, a deadlift, a squat, something like that, and you're new to it, ex expect to be sore for a few days. Um, if it's something you've worked those for years, you probably won't have a whole lot of soreness afterwards. Um, so that's really going to depend on your familiarity with the exercises, but also how rested are you? Um, how have you been eating? You know, if, if you have a diet that's full of a bunch of great nutrients, a bunch of great food, you're probably going to recover quicker than, you know, if you loaded up on canes and Chick-fil-A. So I would say there's a lot of different factors. I would expect if you are just starting your, your fitness journey and you just come into a place like Thrive or something like that, yeah, you're probably going to be sore for a few days. And that, But as time goes on and your body adapts, you're going to become more and more accustomed to it and the soreness will subside faster. That's a good answer. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Um, <laughs> the question is, what do I add to it? So I'll take it just a step further. So there's something that we talk about a lot here in that like exercises don't cause injuries. Progression causes injuries or too progression too fast causes injuries. So one thing that we've probably done a lot to ourselves and that you probably have heard through clients or through talking to other people is I couldn't stand up after leg day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sitting down sitting, was an adventure. Sitting down was fun. Going down the stairs. I had to sit on the stairs to scoop my butt down the stairs. Uh-huh. Been there. It's happened many a time with us. And I'm sure that's, it's happened with earlier clients with me, hopefully not as much lately. I think from client from time to time, we'll get a little overzealous with, you know, squats yep. and yep. go overboard. Um, but when it comes to that kind of soreness in particular, that's partly exactly what you're talking about. Either you're new to the journey or you're new to the exercise or you're new to the weight or whatever the yep. intensity progression is. And so learning to mitigate that because what a lot of people correlate soreness to, progr to progress in general. They think if I'm not sore, then I'm not making progress, yep. which... No, I'm not even going to say it. It's not, it's not true. And there's a point of diminishing returns. If you're too sore, as fun as it is from time to time, <laughs> yeah. 
if you're too sore, then you're potentially actually not making progress or moving backwards because too sore can lead to rhabdomyosis. Yes. Yes, that word. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll just shorten it up. Mm-hmm. Um, which is infamous in CrossFit circles, especially. Mm-hmm. But like, so soreness is not necessarily a good correlate for whether or not you're making progress. So I guess my addition would be if you're really sore after a lot of your workouts, figure out how to tame it back just a little bit. And that can be tamed back in reps or tamed back in weight or tamed back in exercise progression. So yep. it's not too, too difficult of an exercise. But if it's a moderate amount of soreness, exactly like you're saying, you're talking about, you know, 48 to 72 hours or whatever that is. Um, my follow-up question to that that I hear in my head would be, should I not do anything if I'm sore? No. What should short, I do? Short answer, no. <laughs> what should I do? Work something else. Um, you know, if I, we have a big leg day, and I've, I've had to, you know, convince a couple clients before – Hey, that leg day, you know, two days ago was awful. I'm struggling to walk today. I, I need to take today off. No, 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 no. Get your butt in here. Trust me enough as your coach and as your trainer that I'm not going to put you through the same thing that I put you through 48 hours ago. I'm going to hit a totally different area of the body. And getting the blood moving and getting your heart pumping again is actually going to help that soreness go away quicker. The worst thing you can possibly do is say, I'm taking the day off. Sit on the couch because you know, we all know what happens. You sit on the couch. You turn a show on, here comes some pizza. I mean, I get it. It happens. But let's not do that. Let's, let's keep that to a bare minimum. Let's go to the gym, work around the soreness, and you'll thank yourself. Definitely. All right. Good question. Uh, Jana, question number two. Number two. Can you do cardio-type exercise with weightlifting and still gain muscle? Cardio-type exercise. So here's what I envision with cardio type exercise. Well, let me, let me back up before I even like start to pinpoint, like break this apart. Here's, here's the question. Here's the question. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> here's the question. I don't know why she's laughing at the me. The question's coming. I know it's coming eventually. Yeah. Have you ever seen an NFL football player? I have. Have you ever seen a college football player? I have. Are they big human beings or small human beings they are, on average? They are typically larger than your typical person walking around. Yeah. Do you think they do a lot of cardio? Um, ah. What type ah, of cardio? There we go. Yes. There's the question. Yes. Do they do a lot of high-intensity training? Yes. Yes. Lots. A lot of it. Lots of it. And they eat a lot, too. And they eat a lot. And they do a lot of weightlifting, also. Also, copious, but they probably run. I would say that they run as much as a lot of like cross country people, as far as like quantity of running, Mm -hmm. like the distance that they've completed in a, over a week's time or whatever, Mm. not, not at one time is what I'm saying, but like go, if you run 10 hundred meter dashes, you add it together, like cross country runners, I don't know what in the world they actually run. I wouldn't say a marathon runner. They marathon run, runners run a lot. The cross-country folks, you know, their races are, I think, typically 5Ks. 5Ks. So they know, hey, Saturday, I've got to run a, a 5K, 3.1. Yeah, 3.1. Okay, fine. Yep. They will go train themselves to run 7, 8, 9 miles at a absurd pace. 
like I'm talking five minute mile pace. Yeah. So that day of the race, they can fly through 3.1. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. You know, train for train for harder than game day. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you ever seen a super muscular cross country runner? runner? I have not. Right. I've seen very lean cross country runners. Yes. Lots of very lean. You better be. Right. But I think it kind of depends on what your goal is. So in lies the question, it depends on what kind of cardio you're talking about. Yes. When most people say cardio, Mm -hmm. at least from what I hear cardio, it's getting on a treadmill for and running or walking for some period of time, Mm -hmm. half an hour, I don't know, whatever, or getting on an elliptical and ellipticaling for some period of time. Are you going to gain muscle doing either one of those? No. Uh, with weight training, I think was the question. Along with weight Along training? Along with weight training. So if you're weight yes. training and you're doing cardio exercise, mm-hmm. will you gain muscle? They'll help each other. They will help each other, most definitely. But I would say if your goal is to increase strength and increase muscle size, then your cardio needs to be intense sprints hill sprints um if you're going to get on a treadmill you better get on one that you can turn up real fast jump on and go fast burst for 10 or 15 seconds hop off now there's a skill in that yeah no, <laughs> i've seen no some gym, gym fail videos where no that doubt. doesn't turn out well yeah. but walking very slowly or you know at a moderate pace or elliptical or biking none of these are bad things but are they going to help you get stronger? No, not really. Are they going to help you cardiovascular? Are they going to help your heart and your lungs? Sure. And that's good to do. Um, but if you want to, if you want a very easy way to figure this out, go do a Google search. Sprinter versus marathon runner images. There it is. And you'll see exactly what. You will what. see an Olympic sprinter mm-hmm. who is absolutely jacked, absolutely muscles shredded, nothing but top. muscles yep. everywhere. And then you'll see a marathon runner next to him, somebody who probably won the Boston Marathon, who was a world-class distance runner. Very thin. Very thin. Almost, again, probably almost lean. frail. Probably lean. Um, and at that point of crossing the finish line, totally depleted. I mean, on the verge of falling over because they just ran 26 miles. So the question is, what are you going for? If you, if you want to be built very athletically, very thin, strong, very fit and have that, you know, fit muscular look, you need to do intense cardio. There you go. Again, I concur. I will add as again, I just envision follow-up questions in my head. So Mm -hmm. I try and answer those. So there, there is a, um, so concurrent training is what it's technically called. I believe where you can, you're trying to train one thing over here, but you're also trying to train another thing. Now, with any kind of training or anything you're doing, there's going to be trade-offs. So if your goal is to maximize muscle and strength, then you want to minimize what's going to hurt that from happening. Right. But if you also still want to do cardio, you it would be best if you're doing some sort of high-intensity cardio like you're talking about. Where you get into trouble is with what I like to call junk cardio, or junk, I would say, exercise in general. And that is like most people's running or jogging. I would call that 
and I don't, I don't mean junk like it, it's not counting, but like most people don't run fast enough during their runs for it to be effectively beneficial and it's not slow enough for it to be ben beneficial on the other side. And it's in like this zone where like it's helpful, it's useful, but really it's probably keeping you from making progress if you're also doing weight training or something like that right. than anything else. And that's like the shuffle run, right? Like yeah. people out on a sidewalk, just like shuffling along. It's more of like a trot than anything else. Yeah. And that kind of running for, you know, I'll say an hour at a time, maybe three days a week, if you're also weight training, may hinder your weight training progress. It's a different kind of speed is the thing. Yeah. Right. You're talking about training in the same intensity duration, both in the weight room and in your running. Yeah. 10 seconds of sprints, whereas a lift might take you 10 seconds to complete. So they're supporting each other. Yep. Yeah. Right. So where you get in trouble is where you're doing intense weight training over here, but then you have, you're doing like long steady state cardio over 45 here. minutes of a treadmill walk yeah. like yeah what is that doing right like exactly it might be a nice mental break for you and that's great if, yeah. you, if you need to just zone out you know for a while you had a rough day and you need to just go put the earbuds in and just turn everything off great do it but i think there's a what i think a lot of people don't realize is there's a major difference between exercising and training ah exercising it's just, hey, we talk about that sometimes. Let's don't we? go move. <laughs> let's just go move today. Let's yeah. let's go get a twenty minute walk in. Yeah. We're gonna walk down to, you know, some spot and come back. Yeah. You're not really trying to accomplish anything. Mm. If you and I go to a track and say, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna work on hundreds today, mm -hmm. there's a time we wanna run that in. Right. And there's a time of a certain amount of rest we wanna take. And, you know, if we're going to work on just the start, there's a certain amount of steps we want to take to, uh, by the time we get to the 20 meter mark or whatever it is. There's some measurement that we're tracking. Correct. It's not just, Hey, let's go do something. Let's move. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Please do that. Yep. But I would call that your, your rest day, mm -hmm. your active rest day. Mm -hmm. um, I don't ever have a day where I don't do anything. So my days where I, you know, I would call it my active rest. Eh, I'm probably playing beach volleyball. Um, definitely doing something with the kids, chasing them around, riding bikes with them. It's exercise, but is it training? No, there's no, there's no goal in mind. The goal is occupy the kids for a while, have some fun, get them moving, get outside, get away from the TV. That's, you know, but there's not a, I'm not trying to be a great bike rider. Mm. Just trying to have fun with the kids. Yeah. Go out and enjoy it. Right. That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We call, we, we talk about the difference between a workout and a training session. If you go to a gym and you just watch people, mm -hmm. you'll tell the difference between the people who are there just to work out and their people who are there for a training session. Correct. The, the intensity is much different. Mm -hmm. Their effort is much different. How they're going about it is much different. Body language is different. Body language is much different. Mm -hmm. All much different. Mm -hmm. and, it, and that matters yep. a lot. And yep. that, that a lot of people struggle with because they wonder why they're not making progress. And when you start to push on the button of effort, they go, well, yeah, it's hard. Well, you go, okay, well, that's good. Let's talk about what hard means. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Let's talk about what hard feels like. Like for anybody, you're going to get to a certain point. It's going to start to feel hard, but unless you push past that point, that's always just going to kind of, yeah, it's hard. Yep. And it's yep. always just going to 
just be kind of hard. But until you push past that point, you're not, number one, progress is going to stop. Number two, that's always just going to kind of feel hard. Yep. So that, that's a different conversation to have with people, right? Sure. Sure. But that's a very, that's a very good point. Yeah, I mean, working at Crunch, you saw that all the time. You, you would see some folks come in, and they had either an app on their phone or they had a journal. And that guy or that gal, they put blinders on, and they are going. Leave them alone. They have a structured plan that they're doing. And most of the folks I would walk in, it's just kind of, we're looking around. I think I'll get on the treadmill for a minute and go over there and pick one of those things up and there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing. And then they're like, well, I've been coming to the gym for six months. I don't understand. I'm like, that's because you're just coming to the gym. These folks that you are looking at and you're watching and you want to be built like them, you want to have their confidence, whatever it is, they train. You just come to the gym. There's a major, major difference. Mm. Very good. Okay. All right. I think we got more than just that answer on that one, but that was a good conversation. Uh, Last question. Choose wisely, John M. What is the meaning of life? Oh, jeez. I think, I think we just talked about it. I'll do this one. It's interesting. What are the benefits of full-body workouts versus split-body workouts? Okay, full-body training versus split training, assuming split training is one body part of a day kind of thing. That's what I'm going to make the assumption. Okay, so your classic... Bodybuilding structure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you go. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Number one, of course, everything. You've already started both questions, both answers with this prerequisite. It depends on a lot. Mm -hmm. Number one, benefits could be time saving. Yes. It's very important for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. especially nowadays, especially people with kids, especially people who are trying to progress in their careers, especially people who, whatever, like whatever the reason is, which I don't have time is a very big reason why people say they, they don't work out is I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Now, I would still push back on that a, a lot because I'm 100% certain that you can find it. <laughs> that is a very, that's a very long conversation. Yeah, yeah, Let's that's park a, that one again, another yeah. conversation for another day. But number one, one would be time saving. If you're yeah. trying to do biceps one day, triceps the next day, quads the next day, hamstrings. I don't think they're that specific, but nonetheless, uh, seen people sometimes who, they can be, yeah, yeah which yeah. is a little crazy. Um, but if you're trying to do shoulders, chest, back, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. and you happen to miss three days in the week, then there's a good chance that you may not touch those body parts. Well, you're going to be using them to a degree in most exercises, but generally you're not, you're not really utilizing those body parts maybe for a couple of weeks if you happen to miss some exercise, some workouts. Turns out a lot of people miss leg day pretty regularly, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> leg day tends to get glossed over. Yeah, yes. I think it does. Yeah. Um, so I'd say that is a big one for, for a lot of people. Um, time. Yes. Um, I would, one of the biggest benefits I would say to working out the full body as opposed to your classic like bodybuilding split is anxiety. A ton of people have limited knowledge of what a training program looks like. And so they've read muscle and fitness or something else. And usually the stuff you come across is centered towards bodybuilding. 
And that's another misconception is, you know, every single trainer is a bodybuilder. And I, I'm not, you know, right. I've thought about it before, but I usually just move on with my day. Um, but that's a fleeting, it's yeah, a very it's fleeting like, moment. Uh, could I? Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be naked in front of much people. I don't really do. Like I want to get down a like that. Yeah. on a stage. No, no, I don't. Okay, I'm not doing that. Um, with me, it's the hair thing. Yeah, yeah, you, I got a lot of hair to get rid yeah, of. Yeah, that's a that's a chore. It becomes challenging, and whoever's got to help you with that, it's just I feel sorry for them. Yeah, but I think it becomes very overwhelming to somebody, especially if they're new, to look at. Oh, I got to do. I got to do chest and tries today. I got to do back and buys tomorrow, and then I got to do legs on Wednesday, and then I got to do you know arms and shoulders on. And it's just like, whoa, hold on. And now I got to come up with exercises for all these, you know, smaller muscle groups. And and I got to How am I going to put them together? And it just you get um, paralysis by analysis. Oh, that's good. You just you get stuck and frozen by all the info. Learn three or four basic movements that incorporate the entire body. And unless you're trying to become a bodybuilder, don't train like one. Like I'm not trying to take anything away from bodybuilding. If that's your thing and you want to be awesome at that, go do it. Have fun. Knock yourself out. But I don't, I think most people, that's not really what they're after. They want to feel good. They want to move better than they do. They want to live longer and happier than, you know, the, the track they're on. That's why they, pick up fitness or go to a gym. Um, and you know, if you can look better and have more confidence about the way you look then fantastic, well then just train that way. You know, I, 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 I push big time with my clients. We're going to train like athletes. Nobody is upset about looking more athletic. Does that mean we're all going to get huge? No, probably not. Now, if you want to get really big, okay, I can write a program for that. And, and we can talk about that and we're going to talk about how much you're going to have to eat and, you know, different sacrifices. But for the most part, I don't think most people want to be jacked, you know. They don't, they don't want to be swole or whatever term you want to throw around. They want to feel good. They want to look good. And, and most importantly, have more confidence. So find some basic movements that incorporate the entire body and go do them. And then you'll, you'll find accessory exercises to add on top of them. They're fun. That are fun, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think I think that's the biggest benefit to training the whole body is it's just it's simpler on the brain because if this thing is overworking, uh, that'll that'll grind a workout to a halt. That's really good, and, I, it, I, I, that's and it'll also problem. drive you out of the gym. Out the gym, then you're going to start going. Well, every time I go train with Kyle, I'm thinking way too much, and I get a lot of anxiety, and, and then you start associating going to train with stress and anxiety. Negative. Now I don't want to go there anymore. So let's just keep it simple and have fun. That's good. I've never thought of it that way. Yeah. That's real good. Thank you. I would say the last reason, um, well, there are many reasons, uh, to do full body training versus split training. I think as you can tell, we're both kind of in the same camp on, on this one. Um, again, like in my mind, so I've trained both of us. We mm -hmm. both trained like bodybuilders mm -hmm. and we both trained like athletes, I think we probably both train like powerlifters, yep. maybe to a degree as well. <laughs> a combination of all of them a at hybrid, certain times. A hybrid of all of them. Yes. Yep. And I would say really, and if you're like, and this isn't even a definitive statement, but if you're a bodybuilder, that's the benefit of split training is if you're a bodybuilder. Yeah. And that's, that's about it. Mm -hmm. That's about it. But even for bodybuilders, 
potentially the way that bodybuilders train now and in the way that everyone in the gym seems to train because they look at bodybuilders and they think that that's the way that they need to train for some ungodly reason. It's the only way. Yeah. So they think it has to be chest day and then shoulder day and so on and so forth. Like we still hear that kind of talk here all the time. Sure. And luckily enough, people are pretty good about buying into the program and, you know, moving away once they see results and feel different. But when it comes to both strength and hypertrophy, the point is stimulation. Like that's the point is stimulating the muscle so that it gets stronger or gets bigger Mm -hmm. or potentially both. That's the point. And so with bodybuilding, what they're, what's trying to happen is you need to do so much of it in one day to stimulate it, to grow that you have to do all this stuff in one day. But here's the thing. It's not, it doesn't have to happen in a day. You can take all of that and you can disperse it throughout a week and then you're stimulating it every other day or every third day or every fourth day or whatever. And you're not wrecking yourself in one day. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're stimulating the muscle on Monday and Thursday instead of just doing chest on Monday. You're going to do three chest exercises on Monday and then three on Thursday. And you can actually potentially do more volume, but you're stimulating them. You're stimulating your chest muscles twice. Correct. Within a week. So it's actually much more beneficial that way because then you can do chest and whatever other muscle group you want to do with it. You can do three chest exercises, three back exercises, and three hamstring exercises, and then over, over here, do something different. Yep. So it, uh, you get a lot more variety that way. You just, I mean, I think the misinformation around what it takes to actually build muscle and train correctly is the biggest thing that bothers me about it. Again, if that's what you want to do and that's how you like to do it, totally fine. Like, I'm, I don't have anything against it. I did a shoulder uh, session with Troy on Sunday, my brother-in-law. Yeah. It's fun. It's, I mean, I still kind of enjoy it. My shoulders yeah. were kind of didn't feel all that fun <laughs> afterward. I know, yeah. how, like, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, you don't feel good after those kinds of training sessions no. a lot of times. A lot of times you feel really beat up. Yeah. And I'm like, but, you know, I still got it in me a little bit. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this is fine. Sure, fine. Yep. So I'll deal with the a little bit of discomfort after the fact, but like, don't feel like that's what you have to do. Nope. There's no, there's no one perfect training program. Hmm. If there was every single person would do the exact same program and every single person would be fit, but there's not, that's not reality. There's different programs that work for different people and for different goals. And you got to figure out what it is you like to do. Be comfortable with it because if you're comfortable, if you like it, you're enjoying it, you're seeing progress. What are the odds you're going to stick with it? Really high. If you're miserable all the time and uncomfortable and really self-conscious and you're looking around, am I doing this right? Well, that guy's, I'm doing the same exercise as him, but he's way bigger than me. I'm going to move down here. You're not going to want to keep doing that. And then eventually you'll weed your way out of the gym and then you get, then you get that. And that's, that's not good <laughs> that's for anybody. That's not good. No. We want you to be in the gym. Yes. In the gym is good. Yes. Yep. In the gym. Always better than not. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. David? Yep. So, by the way, this dude has three first names. I do. It's factual. <laughs> Kyle David James. Yes. I'm the only one that's allowed to call him David, I think. Uh, maybe five people or three people. Very few. Yeah. Yes. Less than a handful. Uh, where do people find you if they wanted to follow you for any reason? Kyle, These places? Kyle James Fitness <laughs> on Instagram or Facebook. You can message me there. Um, 
I'm happy to come to you if I need to. You can come to me. We can meet at a park. Whatever it is you want to do, let's, let's figure it out. Let's get going. Nice, brother. Thank you. Congratulations on everything. I appreciate it. Appreciate you coming. You had a, you had a, a part in pushing me along, whether you know it or not. I appreciate that. Yep. Thanks, brother. All right. Appreciate it. Until next time. <laughs> Did I scare you back there? <laughs> Here's to your success in health and fitness mastery. <laughs> <laughs>